Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Jabs Across the Pond official podcast. I'm your host Robson and today we'll be covering a culture view of our week one victory over the Indianapolis Colts. I'll be doing this with my co-host Jamie. Jamie, how you doing buddy? Oh yeah, yeah, very, very well, thank you. Still smiling from the victory from Sunday night. So very good, very going to be a good podcast indeed. I do hope so mate. As I say, the Twitter world and obviously the whole social media and the whole football world had us um, as massive underdogs in this week one matchup. What were your thoughts, obviously, about the game and obviously about the victory itself? Um, well, I don't think I saw anybody predicted the Jags win um, out of all the pundits. Obviously, we'd kind of been saying it. Um, the Doug Marona stuff had kept their kind of cards to the chest and um, but said to kind of trust them. And there we go. They've kind of played out and they've gone and won the game. So um, first initial thoughts when we went on our... Um, First drive, I'm sorry, on Colts' first drive, and can see that touchdown early on. I really thought we was going to be in for a long day. Um, and then, yeah, we're, the rest is history for the rest of the game. Um, game totally changed, obviously, on their second drive. Um, and, yeah, really, really happy. What What are your thoughts? As I say, I think I was like every Jags fan out there, obviously, including yourself, um, optimistic about the about the roster and was really hopeful that we could put in a good performance and I think they went above and beyond my expectations. Never did I think we'd turn it around after, as you say, a shaky first uh, first few drives on both sides of the ball, but we got a grip in the end and obviously pulled together, made the changes that were required um, on the offence and defence and somehow pulled off a really good victory which has shocked the NFL world to this uh, moment. Before we get into the episode, um, I just want to thank everybody for, for taking the time to listen to the first two podcasts that we've already done. Uh, me and Jamie really appreciate it. Had some great feedback and obviously really good numbers so far. So we want to thank you for that. In terms of today's episode, we're just going to break down a review of the Colts, um, uh, the Colts matchup. Before we do that, though, let's take a listen to a recap of Sunday's game. Josh Lambeau and we're underway here in Jacksonville. Defense tries to find its identity early in the season. Robinson again breaking a tackle. That's a first down run for Jacksonville. Where does Minshew go here on third and short? They give it to Robinson. And that'll be the second first. Robinson showing the wheels again. He's inside Colts territory. Doyle in motion. Fourth and one. Hines. They need the two. Not sure he got it. And he did not. Minshew from the gun on third and five. Well protected over the middle. It is complete. On third and ten, Rivers pass a little wobbly. It's intercepted. Picked off by C.J. Henderson. The young man they took with the ninth overall pick. They've done a good job on that Colts defensive line. Here's the handoff. Robinson. He has been the workhorse and now gets his chance here to be the starter opening day, having a nice first and second quarter. Minshew to the end zone. It's caught. Chark for the touchdown. You know, we say the cliche all the time as a coach on the field. And now how does Minshew and Jacksonville respond as they begin from their own 25-yard line? Minshew's going to throw on the run, and it is caught. That is Chenault. Second and six for Jacksonville. As they work from around the 15-yard line over the middle, it's Chenault. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Watch Gardner Minshew in the pocket. He knows this is a blitz. He knows that it's protected. One of one on fourth downs today. Rivers back for throw. He's picked off again. 
Levine chase on. There are two fouls on the play, both by the defense. Personal foul, mm. blind side block during the return of the interception. That penalty is declined. Holding defense, number 25. That five-yard oh. penalty will be enforced in the previous spot. Automatic, first down. It was huge. Underneath throw. Robinson, the workhorse, leapfrogging the defense. Incredible play by Robinson. And you've got to make a play. Simple little flare pass outside. Good block by Tyler Eifert and Robinson just doing the rest. Jags back in front. Play and look at Robinson going backwards. Minshew puts an air under wide open. Is Cole for the touchdown. And Jacksonville retakes the lead. Play clock down to one. They get it off just barely. Rivers. Well protected, that pass is intercepted. 43 straight field goals in this stadium. This one from 46, and he is good again. And Hilton can't believe it. For C.J. Henderson, hey, man-to-man, T.Y. Hilton, one of the best in the game, mm -hmm. and you've got to make a play on fourth down. So going into our first segment of the episode today, we're going to look at the offense. I'm just going to run through the stats quickly for you. Offensive stats, passing yards with only 173 with three touchdowns, all passing to Gardner Minshew. 91 total rushing yards with James Robinson, our rookie undrafted free agent, uh, with uh, 62 yards at 16 carries with four yards a carry. Just going to start off with you, Jamie, in terms of a couple of questions for yourself. Uh, the offense started steadily um, with some good glimpses early on. Um, and obviously then into the second quarter, they got really going. Um, what were you pleased about overall about the offensive display? So um, overall, um, I think the Jags played very, very well um, on offense. As you said, the first quarter was a little bit shaky, but so that should be for any team that haven't had any um, preseason games um, and not had the opportunity to kind of work as a team. And that was kind of expected with um, a, a team full of rookies. Um, I was quite surprised with how soon we um, actually really got into it with each other, to be honest. Um, and as you said, obviously going into the um, second quarter is when we really started to pick it up. Uh, looking at the stats just furthermore on our um, overall offensive display, um, 19 out of 20 completions from obviously the QB, Mr Minshew, 95% okay. uh, completion rate um, and obviously throwing three touchdowns. Um, we also had 23 rushing attempts for 91 yards in total, a majority of those coming from Robinson and then a few yards from, um, from Minshew and then Chenault, who we'll talk about in a short while as well. Um, overall, as we said, we've done really well. Um, probably one of the things we need to take away to kind of grow and develop furthermore is just our pass protection. So we were kind of worried about our O-line going into the game anyway. Um, however, I think they've adapted really, really well. Um, they gelled together and actually played pretty solid. However, um, we need to improve a little bit more on our pass protection as um, we had 10 QB pressures on Minshew on the 30 dropbacks that he did, which is far too high um, for any O-line really to kind of help keep Minshew protected. Um, he did obviously succumb to four sacks um, in the game. 
Um, they weren't all obviously on the O line. A couple of the times he did keep the ball too long, um, and because well because he couldn't find the receiver that he wanted to give it yeah. to. Um, but he did keep the ball a little bit too long on a couple of occasions. But overall, that's probably the only negative I'd take away from the offensive display altogether is just the pass protection just needs um, to improve ever so slightly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think going on to the point of the O-line, I think um, both tackles did get done um, on each occasion, which was obviously Juwan Taylor on the right side and on Cameron's on the left. I think there was a few plays where they did get just done for the outright pace and strength. And obviously then they did get to Minshew. But I think after those two incidents did happen, they did uh, they did pull together and really end up being a good cohesive unit throughout the game. Moving on to um, one of our highly uh, spoke about position groups, obviously the wide receivers. Um, how do you think they performed? Uh, did you like how the receptions were really spread out and obviously how they really gelled as a unit uh, to make the offense click? Yeah, um, I, I think they they all worked really really well. Um, not one of them recorded any major big-time yards or anything like that. It was all very well evenly spread. Um, our veteran, um, Keelan Cole, actually came in with the most receptions of the day, um, getting five targets and catching all of them for 47 yards and one being a lovely little touchdown um, into the right corner. Um, then second was actually our rookie, Chenault. Um, who um, caught three targets uh, for 37 yards and one touchdown. He was the player who did, unfortunately, drop the one ball, um, which would have gave Minshew the 100% completion rate for the day. Um, and I think he even openly admitted himself on his Twitter. Um, he apologised to Minshew as he knew that was on him. Um, looking at, obviously, the other players, DJ Chark, the guy um, who we were expecting to go in to be the top dog, um, he also had um, three receptions and three completions. Um, but yeah, very, very well evenly spread. I was um, quite surprised that um, our captain Conley um, actually only received one target on the day um, and only ran for six yards. But I think that just really, really goes to show how well spread um, our kind of play is going so for, for anybody, really. Um We'll talk a little bit more just about um, Schultz, really, because that's, that's the guy I really want to talk about. Um, I was about to hit on that, yeah, definitely. We have a big standout performance from Schultz. So he did obviously receive three targets, but and also the other touchdowns that came in, um, they were Schultz. Um, they were they, they, we scored those touchdowns predominantly because of Schultz kind of movements and running. Um, so especially for um, DJ Chark's touchdown. Um, Minshew actually faked a screen pass to um, Chenault which then left um, DJ Charger just run across into the corner and obviously score their touchdown um, Chenault played in numerous different positions obviously on the day um, that left their defence scratching their head a lot of the time um, it was briefly mentioned in a, um, a press conference about a week or so ago and I think we did discuss it on the last podcast where they said they they're not going to discuss what's um, what Chenault can do and what's going to be happening. Um, and I think week one kind of shown kind of what he can do, really. And he um, is an all round player and can do a bit of everything. So overall, um, really happy with our wide receivers. I think they lived up to expectations. Um, it was um, a little bit disappointing to not see Westbrook obviously being out due to injury. Um, I do now worry and wonder what the future holds for him. Um, because I, with the way everybody played on Sunday, I, I don't know where he fits into the team now. 
And that's not a negative thing against Westbrook. Obviously, injuries are injuries, and can't do nothing about that. But I think we've, we've had a we had a great core of players this week, um, and I don't know where we're going to slot him in. Yeah, I think on that point, it's a great point actually, uh, Jamie. Um, I think this team's really going with it's the next man up mentality. And as you say, Westbrook's been with the team for a number of years now, and been a very very big part of the offense. Obviously, in previous years, it, it has struggled, and obviously, people like Chenault coming in, Keenan Cole getting more of a going through and even our our other rookie um Colin Johnson coming in also getting some action as all. Well. Um I think it's a really positive sign for us and that group does have a lot of depth and I think it does help with Jay Gruden being a, a really creative mind that I think he's gonna find several ways to get these people um in around the game and obviously get them in certain situations that really suit them and suit the team also. Go on to my next point though. I think this is the big point I think that everyone really wants to know and really wants to talk about obviously. I know that you have very, very fed up with everyone talking about the tanking situation um, going into next year. But regarding Gardner Minshew's performance, um, did he really show a massive sign to the whole NFL world, uh, and not only to us Jags fans, that he could be the guy for the Jaguars? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, as, you, as we've said in previous podcasts, tanking, don't like hearing about that. Um, and definitely um, know that Minshew obviously doesn't want to hear that and have that kind of negativity um, around the camp and stuff as well. Um, I don't know what more he could have done this week, if I'm honest. Um, he kind of played, he played the ball perfectly. Um, obviously, we've already discussed 19 out of 20 completions, 95% completion rating, um, which is obviously the best rating that's ever happened on opening weekend, I believe is the stat. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously in free passing touchdowns as well, which is a um, is a record for him also in a single game. Um, yes, he only had 173 yards, but to me that kind of shows that he played the game well, that we went out and won the game. Um, he had a lot less yards than what um, Rivers did, but we still came out with the free touchdowns, um, which is obviously more than what Phillips Rivers did with a lot less yards to carry. So he has um, he's been kind of rewarded. Um, on his performance. Um, he's been kind of noted um, for great performances this week. So he has been nominated for AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Um, and he just looked smooth, calm and comfortable. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to his post-match um, locker room talk, um, but it really, really got me kind of pumped. And um, I can see the team really getting behind Minshew and buying into um, Minchu being the franchise QB for us. Yeah, totally agree with you on that, mate. And I think the whole franchise seems to have massive faith in him moving forward. And I think it's just a it's a great execution on both sides. As obviously not only him, but obviously with Jay Gruden with the game plan. Um, obviously, just looking at, I think his two longest passes were actually the two touchdowns. One of them to being to, to Chuck, and then one to Cole. Uh, one of being around 15 yards, and one being around 22. So I think it just go to show that. He's really bought into what Jay Green is going to really try and do with that offence. And it's just finding the best option that's open. Just keep the chains moving at the end of the day. Because as me and you both know as Jags fans, that has been the biggest struggle over the last few years where the running game has been a good part of it. And then obviously completing those those second or fives or those third and threes where you might need that, that short pass that needs to get open. And I think it also does help that we have receivers that can get open. Um, and I just hope it really, really does continue. But as I spoke about there... Uh, Jay Gruden, our new offensive coordinator. Um, I myself was really pleased with how he, he seemed to run the game. Um, I think he really um, worked, got to try and work out the Colts in terms of what they wanted to try and do. And then obviously just 
kind of went the opposite way and tried to make them really go against what they really wanted to do uh, in regards to how um, he structured, obviously, the certain plays, certain situations, mixture of running the ball, which no one really thought we were going to run the ball, obviously coming in with an undrafted uh, rookie um, as a starting running back. And everyone thought it was just going to be Minshew Mania throwing it everywhere. But uh, what did you think to Jay Gruden's game plan and how he went about going after the Colts to try and take them down? I think um, um, him coming into this position has is, is just been great for us, really. Um, some may have seen as obviously a step back from obviously being head coach um, and obviously then coming into this um, this role at the Jaguars. Um, but what I, what what I really liked seeing what he did was he just come, he was just so unpredictable. Um, we didn't know what play was coming next. Even as a Jags fan, we've been following um, Jags camp and stuff, and um, we've not really seen what our offense is going to do. We've seen a couple of catches here and there on some of the tapes that they've sent out. But I think they've really, really kept this t- this team under wraps and they've not kind of shown us what their full potential is going to be. And I think there's a lot more to come as well. I don't think we've kind of laid all our cards out on the table in week one. Um, and that was evident, obviously, we've only obviously doing 173 yards. We probably could have passed for more if we really wanted to. Um, it's good to see difference this year from other years. Other years we'd normally go in, um, we'd do a drive of run, run, pass, punt. Um, and that that would be the majority of, of our game day, really. Um, but it's so exciting to see. First down, we're going for a pass. Second down, we're going for a pass. Um, we've already talked briefly about Chenault. Um, obviously, Chenault himself, he played receiver in that game. He played running back, and he also played Wildcat QB. I mean, for a rookie, um, for a rookie receiver coming into the NFL in week one, and being given that opportunity to play all those positions is just incredible. Um, that just goes to show like how how much trust is putting in these players and how much is willing to risk and take take chances um, to help us go out and win games and especially going out and winning a divisional game in week one. It is it's just great. Um, talking a little bit more about Robinson before we kind of move on as well. Um, I just want to talk about his hurdle. We can't kind of skip. <laughs> Um, that was also from a passing play. So um, that was kind of obviously passed to him. And then he actually ran for 28 receiving yards for that in the end. Um, all from the hurdle over there. Linebacker, I think his name is Anthony Walker or Waller or something. Um, but it was just absolutely incredible to see that also. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm just excited to see what more we're going to bring um, going forward with our offence this year. So I can't argue what you just said there, mate. Um, as I say, Jay Gruden's really got me excited about this offence. Uh, I feel that we've really taken uh, the time and really addressed the details needed to make a good offence click. And we've really gone out and drafted and signed players that really are going to help the offence uh, move forward. Um, that's me from the offensive side of the ball. I know you wanted to touch on the defence. So you want to yeah, so what we'll do is we'll just move on to the defence now then, really. So some very quick, obviously, basic stats I'll, I'll start with. Obviously, Overall, completed 45 tackles on the day. Um, only the one sack um, from Miles Jack um, this week. Um, we had a couple of tackle for losses as well, um, but we had two interceptions, which was free. However, one obviously got pulled back, um, obviously for a holding penalty on the Jaguars at the time. So I feel really gutted for Chason on that. And when you actually look back at that play, um, it actually is incredible what our rookies did on that play there. Hamilton, Chason and Henderson. Um, really, really incredible. But 
I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So um, the defence really struggled, um, especially on the first drive, and they conceded a touchdown in a very quick time. Um, what was the turning point for the defence? What changed and how did we end up coming victorious? Yeah, so as we said in the intro earlier on, um, the first drive was a bit concerning for me. A lot of easy completions for Rivers to really find his rhythm. And um, they were really going after, obviously, I think CJ Henderson and Eddie Dawes, obviously being a rookie in his first game. And obviously also DJ uh, Hayden, which I was quite surprised about. Um, as we said on the, on, on the podcast before, and I think many people do know, we do play more of a zone defence. So it wasn't when to see such tight coverages across the board. Um, but we did really shore that up. Most in part, um, I think with Marlon Mack getting injured, as he did start off very, very well, obviously him and Jonathan Taylor, the two-headed monster in Indianapolis, um, I think him going down was a big factor because I think I read a stat which was quite silly. Like I know that Philip Rivers, um, he had 46 passing attempts throughout the game with 36 completions, but to throw it 46 times when you've still got another running back in there and between Taylor and Mack, they only uh, carried the ball 13 times. So I think I would defensive line especially our interior really did a great job of stuffing the run um which most notably we did uh, on a crucial fourth and one and also the other end which uh, which actually brought out a Marlon Max uh, which actually brought out a Miles Jack sack on um, Jacoby Brissett also so they really did that uh, in there and I think overall the fact that Rivers was just slinging it around we know he's a risk taker um obviously with his many picks last year the two uh, uh, this weekend I think it just gave the defense a chance to get into a groove of understanding what they were trying to run in certain situations and I think overall we've got a bit of a grip with it and ended up shutting down a fairly good offensive uh, unit and especially a good wide receiver group as well. Yeah I think you're right it was quite difficult for um, our defence on and kind of the, the pass rushing because um, they do have a, a really good O-line and Philip Rivers was very very quick at releasing the ball um, so that did make it difficult to record um, some of the good sack stats which we were kind of expecting. Josh Allen to come in and do and chase on to come in and do this week. Um, so that would, that, that goes as a positive, I suppose, for the Colts and they are quick at releasing the ball. Um, but let's just move on to um, talking about our rookies. We've just briefly mentioned chase on and um, Henderson. Um, what did you make overall of the rookie performances on defense? Well, as I say, with a team that's got 16 rookies on the roster, you're expecting to see a good bulk of the, the 12 selected in the draft to see some game time. Obviously, Henderson and Chase on being the two most notable. Um, obviously, Henderson playing pretty much every down, or if not every down. And obviously, Chase on matched uh, Josh Allen's uh, snap count also uh, throughout the game, and they showed good signs. Uh, but obviously, going down into it, um, I think one that really surprised me uh, on the defence was Davon Hamilton, um, our defensive tackle from Ohio State. As I stated before, um, I was really looking forward to him and see what he could do. Heard great things out of camp. Um, and he showed a lot of positive signs and that was there to see really, um, really breaking through the line, which again, this offensive line, as you just touched on, is probably the best in the league. So for him to come in as a rookie and really start pushing those guys about, he made a good um, few tackles against the run, especially in the second half, which actually put the Colts in some precarious positions. And I think one of them did actually lead to the, uh, to one of the interceptions as well, which was massive for us in terms of turning the game around. Um, also as well, you brought, um, we could touch on last time in terms of our secondary. We've got Josh Jones as well. I thought he played a lot of he played a lot of good snaps. Um, had a really good showing, although he did go off for a period of time. But overall, on the defensive side of the ball, all of our rookies did a really, really great job. And um, most notably, again, CJ Henderson going up for Rookie of the Week, uh, coming in with five tackles, which really did impress me. The tackling um, in the secondary was 
pretty much on par with being phenomenal because we are pretty renowned for, for bad tackling, especially when certain players get through the line and they just end up breaking off and we don't really get them down. But he came with five solo tackles, three big passes defended, most notably on that interception and as well with that, that fourth down play at the end against T.Y. Hilton, which was massive also. And then obviously with the one pick. So he really kind of justifies that. Taylor on chase on. Again, a bit slow start of getting into it. But again, he's going to, he's very raw, as we all know. Uh, he's going to try and take as much info in from Josh Allen and obviously Todd Walsh as well. Um, at the DC to try and make him a better player but again he proved havoc at times but overall I thought very very slow we got into it but overall the rookies adjusted quickly and obviously then that helped the whole defence click again and obviously got us over the line in the end Yeah um, talking of just Henderson I believe um, he had the most receptions um, kind of against him um, on the day so Philip Rivers was definitely targeted him, targeting him uh, a lot um, on the hope that he was kind of going to slip up and not kind of live it to the expectation that the Jaguars wanted. But um, in my opinion, he absolutely balled out, really. So um, really, really positive week one um, for me on that. We're just going to move on now to talk about our linebacker class. We did a little snippet on that um, on one of our previous podcasts um, and talking about the addition of Schobert. Um, what did you see from them during the game? So, yeah, I think... Most notably, bringing in Joe Schober has uh, released Miles Jack to become an absolute menace. Um, I know that we touched on it in a group chat that we're both in. Um, him going to the outside really paid off for us, I think. And obviously having Schober in there to control everything for the defence and be that leader, I think mean, he gives Jack more of a licence to just roam around and be an absolute head job in terms of just causing havoc. Um, one thing that really did impress me um, was uh, him against the run. He made a... He made Several good plays, uh, obviously, as well with a with a second a goal line situation on for set, which was massive for us. And he also got key pressures to Rivers also. So overall, run and pass, I was very very uh, surprised in terms of how he did. Obviously, going back to last year, being in the middle, I think kind of struggled a little bit trying to get his head around it and stuff like that. But overall, I was really really impressed with him. And again, Schobert seemed to just use that experience. Didn't didn't do majorly uh, massive things. Obviously, again, plugged the run a few times with Jack. Made, made some good plays, but I think just having someone like him who's a leader, and again, we've stated this week that uh, he's not used to going one and very often, uh, so that's a massive thing for him, and obviously, hopefully, him and the, uh, him, the linebacker group and the defence can really build on that and then take that into week two, really. Yeah. One thing for me with Miles Jack, what I've really seen this week was um, his discipline. Um, I, I remember him absolutely nailing um, Paris Campbell out and um, it, and onto the touchline and Paris Campbell <laughs> he definitely was shook up by that but he got up and obviously got into um, Miles Jack's face and obviously he didn't react which that previous year so that last season for example he probably would have reacted in a way and probably got himself ejected so um, seeing him kind of grow up and mature a bit as well with that um, I think that's probably helped with Schobert being there probably guiding him in the right direction I think he really really turned up as you said there and I think we've got the old Miles Jack back from um, the previous seasons because we we potentially lost his way last year um, with the extra responsibility so really really excited to see that move forward Um, finally just talking about the defence then um, what do you think they need to do to continue to grow into week two and for the rest of the season well again as as I've stated to you before and obviously other shows that I've been on, um, I think it's really big for us that we do need to try and stop the run. As I say, every every team in our division 
has a running back or has gained a running back in some capacity, and uh, we will look to run the ball a lot more. And we are renowned for not being able to stop the run. I think if we can do that, that does then put the pressure on these um, OCs to really have to start slinging the ball around, which ended up proving a downfall for the Colts uh, in the end with Rivers. So I think if we can really try and work hard at stopping the run, plugging that, I know it's going to be difficult coming into week two, as you mentioned, obviously we've got Derek Henry, um, but they didn't look up to much yesterday in terms of the run. So that gives me a good amount of hope. But I think overall for the season, if we can really stop it, if we do play some very, very good uh, teams with running backs and very good O-lines as well, so if we can try and formulate a plan to stop that, I think it's a massive thing. Something that really did uh, catch my eye, obviously, I think that we've got to take into future weeks. I know they've not had any competitive games in terms of pre-season uh, or anything, obviously, due to the COVID situation this year. But we did have a lot of penalties, especially on the defensive side of the ball, uh, many offsides, some holding and stuff like that, which where we did have the Colts stuck in a third and fourth down situation, maybe thinking about punting the ball back to us. We ended up doing something very silly with a holding uh, from encroachment or anything like that, which sets back again to a automatic first down and then puts on the back foot again to then keep our defence on the field for another three downs at least and then pressure on them to try and make a big play and then subsequently pressure on the offence and to try and score if we did give up a score as well. So I think overall, if they can try and really focus on trying to stop that run, as I say, we, we held the Colts to under 90 rushing yards, uh, which was huge. Very, very mad considering the hype that uh, that I was getting on Twitter. And obviously, I think you yourself as well, but people were commenting on the, on the post in terms of thinking that we were going to get all run over. So really pleased with that. I think if we can keep doing that and take that into week two, that's a massive, massive plus going forward, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, with, that kind of summarises the offence and the defence. But So now I'm going to ask you the question. So who was your offensive player of the day? I think... I want to say James Robinson because it's an outstanding, uh, an outstanding performance. But I really feel that um, I think I think the way that Mitchell took hold of the uh, the way that Mitchell took hold of the uh, uh, the offense and obviously got a grasp of the game plan with Jay Gruden, I think was just exceptional. Really, um, didn't try anything too expansive. Didn't try and be the hero to try and prove a point. I think he understands his role within the team and understands that it is a team game. So I think he trusts the system. He trusts the Obviously, the West Coast uh, style of offense and people will get open. I think you just have that trust with his receivers that they can get open. And again, the stats are there to prove it. And I really think that him and there, obviously, with special mention to Robinson and the wide receiver group, but I think Minshew did uh, did, st- uh, did obviously steal it for me. And going forward, I hope he can do that a lot more often. What about yourself with the offense? Um, I, I probably have to agree with you on that. Um, obviously, I do need to give obviously notable mentions to um, the likes of obviously Robinson as well um but Minshew does pip it um I do I cannot wait to see um what we're going to get from Chenault in the weeks to come um definitely going to pick him back up in our fantasy football leagues um because I can see him going at the rankings and playing a vital part in lots of people fantasy footballs this year and also on the flip side to that mate um defensive player of the day who takes it for you so, yeah, I'm in two minds as well. So there's a couple of players I'd love to kind of give kind of mentions to. So for me, um, big player, Miles Jack. Um, however, I really, really cannot um, give it to, to Jack when we have obviously Henderson pulling out the big plays that he did. Um, a lot of talk of um, Henderson um, being lazy, not wanting to put in the hits. Um, 
and a lot of talk from um, a lot of people prior to him starting that game, not being someone that trains well, but he's shown up. He really, really turned up to practice and um, to game day um, on Sunday, and you cannot um, you cannot not award him as defensive player of the day, in my opinion. Um, he received the most targets in coverage, um, but he did absolutely great in stopping that and going against obviously some good wide receivers as well. He, he, he weren't going against bad wide receivers. He was going against the likes, obviously, Hilton. Um, and obviously, he he kind of finished that game off very, very well and stopped Hilton from getting um, potentially the, the touchdown would, would have drawn us the game and sent us into overtime. So that that's for me. Henderson gets it for me. Um, let's switch it to you. Who are you saying? I think I would go with the majority. Obviously, you said it was Henderson. But I do think Miles Jack did show uh, his former self, as you mentioned earlier on. And yeah. I think... For me, having that in the heart of the defence along with show, but I think that's going to be a massive, massive thing for us considering how young we are as a side. No doubt about it, CJ Henderson, what a performance on his first on his first NFL start and obviously in terms of the stats that he backed up with it. But I think having Miles Jack back in his suitable position and seeing the, the productivity that he gave to that defence and during the game and the amount of problems that he gave the Colts offence, I think, for me, it just has to be him uh, from that point of view. No, definitely. You're right there. So for today's episode, uh, everybody, that's uh, that's a wrap really from me and Jamie. Um, obviously, as we're into the season now, uh, going to be going into uh, probably two episodes a week at the moment, one with a review and into a preview of the next game. So obviously, the next time you hear from me and Jamie is our week two preview against uh, the arch enemy, the Tennessee Titans, uh, where, me and, <laughs> where me and Jamie will cover everything about the Jags in terms of how we're going to go about taking down Derek Henry in the run game and hopefully making Tannehill look a little bit silly and hopefully coming out with another W to then go 2-0. and um, We Obviously, from me and Jamie, again, we really appreciate all the help in terms of everyone that's supporting the page, uh, that's listening to the content. All the feedback's really appreciated. If I just could pass over to Jamie to run you through the socials. Yeah, so um, as most of you probably know now, um, obviously we have our Twitter page, at um, uh, JaguarsGB. Um, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Jags ATP. And also please subscribe to our podcast. We are still waiting Apple approval. Um, however, if you could subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, that would be great. Um, one more thing just to mention on the um, socials. Um, recently, we posted a picture of um, some of our merchandise. We have designed up a Minshew um, T-shirt. Um, as modelled by myself and my wife a couple of weeks ago, ready for game day. Um, that took about an hour to do that photo shoot, um, just to get literally one picture to put on the page. Um, but I really appreciate the love that people have given us already and placed some orders with us. Anybody else wants to place any orders, please just get in touch with, um, obviously, myself on Facebook or Robson on um, Twitter. Um, I really appreciate the love. Cheers, guys. As I said, that's the wrap for today, guys. Obviously, Make sure you check out the episode when it comes out on all the links and obviously look out for the next episode coming soon. And hopefully we'll be talking about us going 2-0. Thanks, guys.